Hello. Hello. Welcome into the Air Station Podcast. Daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Very disappointed in myself because, uh, you know, I woke up and I, you know, well, frankly, because I didn't fix my hair the way you are dependent on me to fix. A lot of you start your day and you're like, if I don't see that hair, I can't have a good day. It's too magnificent. So I kind of just said, screw it. And that's that. I apologize because I know a lot of you look so forward to my hair every day, which uh, there's a story I have coming up. I'm going to talk about um, Alex Murdoch being denied a new trial. And the judge like looks like me. But she's about 80. <laughs> it's like, like as soon as I looked at it, oh, fuck. And she's got this uh, voice that's like deeper than mine. She, she may have been a dude at one point. I don't know. Uh, Linda tipped me off to that. She, she said, oh, yeah, the whole Murdoch thing. She's like everything Murdoch. She's our true, true crime queen around here. And um, I think she's actually so into the... Uh, Murdoch trial that she actually loves Murdoch. Aram says, oh man, this makes us know how wonderful the man's hair usually is. Uh, Linda refers to herself as a roving reporter. I'll say this, Murdoch, prison life. I mean, he's got a jawline for miles right now. I don't know if he's not eating the special meatloaf as much as uh, all the other inmates, but he looks lean and mean. I mean, like the years are falling off of him. And uh, so much so that it wouldn't surprise me if he has had tons of those crazy people that um, seek out murderers in prison. You know, that whole deal where, you know, somebody kills somebody, serial killer, whatever. And then they go to prison and then their entire dating life starts. Like women just love murderers and men. I mean, guys go, you ask any serial killer, they'll still tell you that one of the uh, motivators was they wanted to improve their dating outlook. So they would slaughter dozens and then they go to prison and then the women just throw it at them or men. And I think Linda may be in the, in that category. I don't know. I mean, I actually, I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it, I don't know, but it's absolutely a possibility. That is a uh, a bizarre thing, to be sure. I got my eye on Darla there because she's already the dog. Okay, we're sitting here, and there's something that she hears out in the house. A door, NFK slams the drawer or a door, and she starts barking. So I get her to stop. But then every 10 seconds, she goes, woof, woof, like she's looking at me right now. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> I just got to, that's, that's what she was doing over and over for like 10 minutes. Woof, woof. It's okay, Darla. 
So I was like, I thought, all right, am I going to have to put her in the crate? You know, I don't want to do this. I mean, she's the star of the show. Uh, the other day on uh, Facebook, I, I did this show. And some dude checks in and uh, he says, you need a studio upgrade. You need a green screen. So that would what that would do is then you put that behind you and then you can put any background. And I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? I have better than a green screen. I've got dogs. My background is the absolute greatest. I don't I don't understand that. And so I responded, the studio's fine, thank you, which is the polite way of saying go fuck yourself. Uh, people on, on online, I mean, the, the nerve, the nerve, uh, of people. Holy shit. Uh, Aram picking a fight says, where are the Zaniacs? Let's see if they will help with the upgrade. Oh God. Had I known how twisted those people would become, I would not have, um, I mean, at that time. Five years ago, I mean, I was in desperate need of help. So you have all these volunteers who uh, 90% of them want to rape my family. Damn it. All right. Last night, I did something I very rarely do. Time out. There's a dog licking ear alert. Hey, no, don't do that. Got to nip that in the bud. Um, I had a little bit of time and I go, I am going to watch something, a show. I'm going to watch either a movie or a show. I had two things on my radar. One was a Tom Cruise film called, uh, American made 2017 movie he plays the part of a drug smuggler. Uh, I think he was like a commercial pilot. True story. Cruise plays the guy the lead of course it's not like he'd be like a stuntman or a tertiary actor he's running drugs and um can i just say that if tom cruise is in a movie i have so much over time grown to love his movies that i don't even care anymore about the hocus pocus bullshit that he's involved in god damn he is like he's fantastic and he's made so many movies i haven't seen them all but i've wanted to see this movie american made Son of a bitch. But then I'm like, okay, now if I rent it on Prime, I'm going to have to watch it in a certain amount of time. And I'm probably not going to be able to get it all done. All right, I backed out of that. Then I remembered there's been a lot of chitter-chatter about a Netflix documentary series called American Nightmare. Uh, somehow I had it in my brain that this was the, okay. If you remember, there had been a film out back in the day called gone girl. I thought that this was a docu-series based on gone girl, like gone girl was a 100% true story. And this is the documentary that goes along with the dramatization of a real story. And 
So that's what I thought this was going to be something that it wasn't. But uh, no, not at all. It is a uh, story which really happened in Vallejo, California in 2015 that the people investigating a crime were convinced that what they were investigating was more akin to the plot of Gone Girl. Like, the cops are, like, interviewing people that are involved in it, and they're like, all right, we don't need any more information on this, uh, on this, on, on what has happened because we've seen the film Gone Girl. So, uh, you guys are all guilty. Now, I'm not going to say anything that's going to spoil it for you. I've probably already said too much, but this was one of those docu-series that it was so fucking frustrating that this actually happened. Chris just started watching it. You are going to love this. Love it because it's a great story. They do a fantastic job. Fast watch. You got three 40 to 45 minute episodes. And they do a hell of a job. Amanda says, oh no, I just said the words. Usually nothing good can start when I say Amanda says. So let me just ripcord and uh, strike that from the recording. Anyway, uh, it is okay. And it's remarkable because I hadn't like heard this. I hadn't, I didn't even know that this was, that this is like a thing that actually happened. Sorry. My mic might've been screwed up there. I have uh, I have no idea. I don't, I don't remember it taking place, but when this moment in time that got the whole story started, I mean, that's being uh, talked about all across the country. And I'm like, I have, I have no recollection of this taking place ever. Um, and it is, it has a level of intrigue, uh, akin to making a murderer that, uh, hit show years ago on Netflix, Stephen Avery. It is that level of intensity, but it's, it's short. There's not a lot. There's just three episodes. So, um, I started it and that this is so fucking rare for me to sit and just watch a whole fucking thing. Absolutely outstanding. I can't stress enough. You have got to watch this. So damn good. So damn good. And then as soon as I get done with it, I start looking up key names from the episode. What happened to this guy? Oh, I hated this fucker. And, uh, oh, this son of a bitch. I hated this guy. What the fuck's he doing now? It's like the follow-up to when you watch it. And it's like, I was like, I need more. There's a few loose ends. And there there are. They actually, um, it was good, but you'll, after it finishes, you'll be like, well, wait a minute. What about this? And what about that? What about this? Cole says, you probably could have watched the Tom Cruise movie if you watched three episodes of the show. Maybe. Maybe. Because I don't think the Tom Cruise movie would have captivated me 
And I might have gotten like, all right, I'll watch the rest later. Or I've fallen asleep or something like that. When I started watching American Nightmare, I was like, fuck this. There's no way I'm going to bed. No way. Uh Uh-uh. I'm watching it all. It was that intriguing to me. It's like, I got to find out what happened. Aram says to Amanda, you are playing a dangerous game. And she is. She is. Um, She's already starting to feel like her old self. This is how it goes in the audience. And they've all witnessed it. Um, Particular person um, pops up, uh, demands attention, doesn't really say anything useful, and then gets hammered by your old pal EZ. And then that person goes away for a day or two and then reemerges and just gets pounded again. It's an unbelievable uh, cycle that I don't wish to contribute to today because it annoys the piss out of me. Uh, Speaking of crime, the Murdoch trial. Well, it's not a trial. Murdoch wanted a new trial. And... (laughs) I'm glad he's not getting a new trial, but it kind of seems like he deserved a new trial. Oops. Sorry about that. Information came out that, um, the clerk, the court clerk who, you know, takes care of all the, um, you know, the fine details and the logistics that the jury has, all the instructions and stuff. The clerk uh, spoke to the jury in a way that tainted at least one juror. Now, this is the type of thing that can really throw a trial for a loop. Linda says this, that the appeal that Murdoch is uh, going to make will go on as planned. This was another route to get a new trial, but it did not work. And I, I, I'm shocked that it didn't work. It seemed to me like he actually had uh, a leg to stand on. As indicated, look at jawline for miles. The years have melted off Alex Murdoch. This is why Linda is so into him. Murdoch's double murder conviction of his wife and younger son less than a year ago. A new ruling tonight, he will not face another trial. Though the judge taking issue with the clerk of court's behavior and comments. I find that the clerk of court is not completely credible. Okay, that's that judge that I said looks like me. The witness. Ms. Hill was attracted by the siren call of celebrity. Did clerk of court... She reminds me of Fred Gwynn and my cousin Vinny. Bill's comments have any impact on the verdict of the jury. I find that the answer to this question is no. This was not going I, I don't know how going to be the final say so on the law. That's going to be determined by the appellate courts. The decision coming amidst this split screen of clerk of court Becky Hill a year ago swearing in Murdoch and now defending whether she interfered with justice and this testimony from a juror known as Juror Z. Was your verdict influenced in any way by the communications of the clerk of court in this case yes ma'am 
Okay, there you go. That's a juror who spends all this time and energy at this trial. And she comes out and says, yes, she did. She did influence me. And how was it influenced? To me, it felt like she made it seem like he was already guilty. All right. And uh, I understand that, uh, that. That's the tenor of the remarks she made. Did that affect your finding of guilty in this case? I don't know how many more times she can say, yes, it did. I already said that to you, Eric Zane. Yes, ma'am. Juror Z previously writing in an affidavit that Hill told the jury not to be fooled by the defense's case, but that she felt pressure from others on the jury to vote guilty, never mentioning Hill. Of the 11 other jurors, a second recalled Hill saying something before Murdoch's testimony. She made a comment about watch his body language. But all 11 said their decision was not impacted by any communication from Hill, a point highlighted by the state in closing arguments. You know what? I'm interested in why the jury, the jurors, juror Z, anybody else who thought this, you should have spoken up about this at the time. Evidence here is uh, overwhelming, I would say, from the people that matter, and that's those jurors. Still, some seemingly damning evidence came up about Hill, whose fundamental role is to handle backroom duties, jury logistics, and trial exhibits. Hill testified that she never spoke about Murdoch with any of the jurors and denied all claims made by the defense. Um, At any time, did you tell the jury not to be fooled by evidence presented by Mr. Murdoch's attorneys? I did not. Okay, well then, then you're either saying the jury is uh, is lying, or you you are lying. And a friend and fellow clerk of court who was asked, does anyone at that clerk not have the or at that uh, courthouse not have this same haircut and looks like she could tag team with the bushwhackers in the WWE? about Hill's potential book in future sales and whether it was ever broached before trial. She said we, we might want to write a book because she needed a lake house and I needed to retire. And uh, then further conversations on a guilty verdict would sell more books. Oh, no. In the end. The now, ju- now you even have a motive behind her telling them what she told them. Judge's decision came down to actual proven prejudice as this layered legal battle continues to take new turns. All right, Sam, after this verdict, what's next for Alec Murdoch? Yeah, Tom, Murdoch's attorneys made it clear they plan on appealing this decision to the state of South Carolina, but they say that they feel vindicated that the facts bear out that Becky Hill did try to influence the outcome. Tom? Yeah. Today, President Biden... That is... uh... Remarkable, in my opinion. (laughs) Joe Spaulding is here. He says, Eric Foreman's haircut. Then he says, mom's. Eric's mom? What is your joke? Can you write it like not like you're retarded? I don't. What are you doing? You know, I love you, but come on now. Chris says Murdoch's looking not quite so pink and wienery. Foreman's mom's haircut. All right, still terrible. Linda says, I'm not even sure uh, Becky Hill could be removed from office. She may just finish out her term, bitch. 
the two Utes, Mr. Gambini, for the Fred Gwynn reference. It is going to be difficult for that clerk to find a new clerk position. I don't even know if she lost her gig. This is remarkable to me. I cannot believe that that um, all of that can happen. And he should be granted a new trial. Now, that doesn't mean that he didn't kill those people. He absolutely killed those people. This is just a technicality. It's a pain. And I'm kind of glad that they didn't do it. But they probably should have done it. To the letter of the law, you got the fucking clerk influencing people. Sworn testimony on the stand saying, yeah, she said more guilty verdicts. More, if we have more people voting guilty, we get a guilty verdict. We sell more books and I need a lake house. Oh my God. That is incredible. What an absolute catastrophe. But the judge says no. All right. Holy cow. Speaking of breaking the law, we have a pastor who in Colorado is uh, convincing the people in the congregation that they need to give all their money for a new cryptocurrency that they have created. So now this is a very creative way to get the people in the congregation to give you a ton of money. Actually, it's not so creative. Frankly, it's a pain in the ass. It probably would have been better just to say, look, uh, I need a boat. God told me I need a boat and an airplane so that I can, uh, which is just crazy to me. Wouldn't it be something if there was a church where um, either the pastor or the people that were running the church were completely poor? You know, not that any Catholic priests are actually rich. They're not, but I mean, they're taken care of for life. The church takes care of the priests. It isn't like you become a Catholic priest and then you serve the parish for years and then you retire and then you're homeless. You know, Catholic church is very, very wealthy. Wouldn't it be something if you actually had um, a parish where money didn't drive everything, where, you know, basically you just keep the lights on, maybe some donuts after the service. There's got to be a better way because as soon as money gets involved, money and sex, the church goes downhill and everything gets fucked up. Part of that, uh, kind of, you know, makes me feel not so great about organized religion these days. There's too much um, dollars. There's too many dollars changing hands and people that are uh, living off of the money of the members of the church. And uh, it's a little bit discouraging. Uh, We've heard about these evangelical pastors that oftentimes get in trouble for this type of thing all the time. Eli Regalado is the latest. He and his wife, Caitlin, created, marketed, and sold a cryptocurrency known as Index Coin. Now, look, I don't know anything about cryptocurrency. 
I think once you hit a certain age that even if someone younger tries to explain it in the most rudimentary of terms, the words bounce off of the elderly individual like me. I can't tell you how many times I have sat down trying to figure out how that works. And as simple as I make it and make it so that I, uh, I'm processing it in little bits and pieces, I just don't understand how money changes hands and how people actually accumulate wealth from cryptocurrency. I don't know how, and I don't like being around people that uh, know everything about it and who act like uh, I'm a fucking moron because I don't. And then they try to explain it to me, and I feel like a bigger uh, asshole. Um, no, fuck you. I don't. I don't want any knowledge of your stupid cryptocurrency. It's not going to work. Now that being said, if on this show a cryptocurrency reaches out to me and says we want you to market uh, Dick Coin, it's for people like you, dicks, who don't know shit about fuck. Will you convince your audience to buy Dickcoin? I I'm going I'm going to do that. I am absolutely going to do that. Just so you know, we're all on the same page. When I am approached about Dickcoin, I I I'm going to do that. Maureen says my parish priest uh, was recently arrested for drunk driving. Joe Spalding mentions monks yeah monks sure but at the same time the monks still have to retire and they're taken care of chris says there are plenty of churches where the pastor is poor Eh, that's easy to say name one rebecca says saint gaslight was big into cryptocurrency Joe Spalding, dick coin, way less boring than index coin. So Eli Regalado said to the members of the Christian community, you got to buy index coin. I invented it. According to a statement from the Colorado Division of Securities. So whatever, some regulatory uh, statewide um, branch of the government to make sure that people aren't ripping people off, I guess. The index coin was also offered through the Kingdom Wealth Exchange, which is an online cryptocurrency exchange that they created, controlled, and operated. So they invented all of it, which, I mean, at some point, the cryptocurrency has to be invented. But I guess this one called Kingdom Wealth Exchange uh, wasn't that credible. Well, that doesn't matter. Because all you need is to have somebody who looks like this asshole and speaks with some type of acumen, authority, uh, ability to bullshit, string words and sentences together to make a person who is susceptible to these type of scams for it to make sense to them. And then they'll give you all their money. It's kind of like me with Patreon. I shouldn't even say that. I'm kidding. Aram says, do monks retire? I don't think they do. Corey says they don't. They just make wine and 
draw and shit until they die. Chris says he can name several in my area. Pastors who are poor. Um, Look, that's twice now that you just blurted that shit out. You said the same thing twice. I need names and financial statements for me to believe you. For me, uh, right now, what I believe is the quickest name to wealth and retirement and tons of sex is to be a leader of a church. Until proven otherwise, that's the way it is. So this asshole, Eli Regalado, comes up with kingdom whatever wealth exchange and uh, starts to peddle it. According to the complaint filed by the Attorney General's Office in Colorado, investigators from the Securities Division found that from June of 22 to April of 23, Index Coin, or Eli Regalado, raised $3.2 million from 300 people. Let's work out the average. Okay, 3200000 Divided by 300. On average, each person gave $10,666. I don't know why I had to know that. Regalado targeted Christian communities in Denver. And all he had to say was, look, I was talking with God. You believe that I talked to God, right? And they're like, well, yeah, Eli, of course. Well, good. Um, He told me that if you give me this money, you would become wealthy once I put it into index coin. And that's it. They believe him. I need the demographic breakdown of the people of the 300 people that gave money to Eli. I just, I'm just curious. I'm picturing old white people. The Colorado division of Securities say that regalados that they had no experience in cryptocurrency, which was clear when a third party auditor's report allegedly described their index coin coin code as unsafe. I think that has something to do with a computer. Again, I don't know fuck about this. They also said it was unsecure and riddled with serious technical problems. Again, like this podcast. The Regalados, however, continued to promote the index coin as a low risk, high profit investment. If you give me $10,000, I'll give you 10 million in two years. That's what Bernie Madoff did. And all Bernie Madoff did was he just went to uh, fakereport.com and hit print and printed all the shit off and then walked up to people who trusted him and said that. Look at look at what so-and-so did. Look at this uh, graph. And they go, my God, give Bernie Madoff his money. He's a wizard of Wall Street. Holy shit. People are terrible with this. Um, Regalado took advantage of the trust and faith of his own Christian community. I sure wish that we could live in a world where Christians weren't so stupid. You know, out of all the um, denominations and religions that exist, well, Christianity is 
is, um, I guess, a, like a whole religion, right? Because it goes, and then there's different denominations. But if you you could basically lump in um, a good portion of the Christians, all right, who are stupid. They're stupid or perverts or greedy as fuck. To me, Jesus is looking down on the ones who are like agnostic or atheist and like, fuck, I might want to lead those fuckers because uh, my team here is, uh, is a big pile of shit. I mean, I didn't, when I signed up for this fucking thing, when I did that whole dying on the cross thing, I didn't know that I would be leading a bunch of criminals. Motherfucker, this is all fucked up. And they're taking my words and adding words to it and they're fucking each other up. So I don't know, man. I might, uh, it's like when somebody switches parties. Anyway, Regalado promised wealth to them when he sold them essentially worthless cryptocurrencies. New coins and new exchanges are easy to create with open source code. All right. I don't know what that means. We want to remind consumers to be very skeptical. Well, they can't because they're Christian. So most of them are stupid. That's what we're learning. At least that's what we are to assume based on the story. Because what type of dumb fuck would fall for this? Fall for this. I said fall for this. I tell you what. Uh, Bender Bones at the, uh, what's the name of his organization? Uh, Satan is my friend or something. The Satanic Temple. Every time I hear that fucker, the way he speaks about equality and accepting people, I'm always like, God damn it. Why is Bender Bones, the leader of the Satanic Temple of West Michigan, the only one who's making sense? And all you fucking assholes are putting your dicks in kids and stealing everybody's money. Fuck you. At least Bender doesn't judge everybody. You know? Uh, <laughs> Joel Spaulding writes, time to start a church, easy. Amy says, quote, I might want to lead those fuckers. Sign Jesus, Probably. Corey says, like in the film, the book of Eli, the main evil guy says about the Bible, it's not a book, it's a weapon. I like how everything that we talk about on this show, Amanda fires off, yeah, hey, watch this movie. It's just like what you're saying. Ah, hey, watch this movie. Okay, I get it. You watch movies. Cool. Quit trying to be helpful. Just enjoy my rant. Quit trying to uh, uh, weasel into what the fuck's going on here with, Hey, say, then you gotta watch this. It reminds me of something. You're gonna get it right now. Hey, say. Shut up. The action filed in Denver District Court seeks preliminary and injunctive relief damages for investors 
and for a constructive trust to be placed on the defendant's property. Uh, I don't, I don't, does that mean this guy's like arrested? I, I think it's like an indictment. It's something that will, um, no doubt continue to, um, percolate with possibly this guy winding up behind bars. Hopefully it's fucking horrible. And then people wonder why no one trusts each other because of assholes like this. I don't know what it is about this guy, but maybe because hindsight is what it is. Something about the way he looks that it just, it just, he just reeks of someone who would scam you. I think it's the forehead. Uh, Amanda says, IMDB won't let me copy and paste shit from the movie. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. Please don't copy and paste anything. Why don't you just sit there and enjoy? Why, how, why is it so hard to just sit there and enjoy? Referring to Regalado on the screen there. Erock is here. He writes, Ugh. His podcast setup is aggravating. He looks like a real estate infomercial. Absolutely true. All right, folks, if you're watching the show on Facebook, X, and YouTube, it's time to go get the rest of the show on Twitch. Download the Twitch app, search Eric Zane Live, and there's plenty more show today. Uh, as well, the audio podcast is available wherever you download shows. Just search my name. Email me on the shoreliner striping inbox, eric at ericzanecho.com. And of course, the Patreon, where I have so much content going up there every single day. Uh, you will not be without content. Some of it actually is listenable, too. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash ericzane. We will be doing another edition of the uh, Who Are These Zanes show we're going to review an old show from 2003, I believe, Eric, Greg, Chris, and more from 1997's Joe and the Poor Boy Show. And I'm not even sure what day we're going to do it. It could be Thursday of this week. I will talk with Ben and figure that out. Available for you, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. So, uh, and of course, seven days free. You can sign up for seven days free. I don't know of anybody who does the seven days free except me. And I'm like, I keep telling people that are on Patreon. It's like Patreon is set up beautifully for people to try your shit out for free. And uh, more often than not, that's what they need to push them over to like, you know, signing up for your podcast for real on Patreon. Uh, that has been an absolute lifesaver. You can sign up for free for seven days, kind of get lost in the content, and then figure out if you want to keep it. It's very simple to uh, cancel it. Not going to make you jump through any hoops. Just cancel it. And you're good to go. And uh, maybe you come back to it and sign up. Whatever. All I want you to do is try it out. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, the folks on Facebook and X and YouTube are now gone. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. The open and live stream of the show. 
Uh, throat slash Dale at Superior Cleaning and Power Washing. My man can plow for you. And ladies, you might even be able to get plowed by Dale. I'm totally kidding. Uh, he's married. 231-740-4098. Dale, when he was over power washing my house last year, um, actually not last year, the first time and every year since, Diana makes it a point to be home when he's power washing. Um, because I think I've, I, I've discovered some type of kink because, you know, he's covered in tats. He's got a huge scar on his neck, 22 years in state prison does that to you. And, um, he's sitting there working his ass off and he's absolutely ripped. That's another thing prison does to you. I mean, just like Murdoch there, he looks fucking cut. You go to prison, you come back and you're, you could like enter the NFL. They should have a draft right out of prison for, uh, uh, inmates right to the NFL. Because they're always in such spectacular shape. Dale shows up, starts power washing the house, and the queen of the forest is just sitting there sipping her tea. She's like, mm, mm-mm, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, oh boy. It's like, come on, asshole. 231-740-4098. Blue Frost IT, reach out to them. That is the IT team behind the Eric Zane Show podcast. Call them at 616-285-50 for anything IT related that you may need. Specifically for your business when, you know, you've had your shit for too long and your employees hate you because everything's slow and stupid, uh, you got to upgrade. But don't just go start buying shit uh, off Amazon or off the shelf. Sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation with Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. I've got a new product that I just um, put up on the vouch store. Okay, this thing right here. This is like a, um, it says a percussion massage gun. Now, I, I just put it up, so I'm not as versed on it as I should be. But just know this. Okay, you kind of hold it just like a gun. And then you press a button and that, that, ball at the end of it it's like uh hard rubber almost like vulcanized rubber and it it pulverizes your muscles and the more pressure you put on the muscle the more intense it it, you may have used one of these at like brookstone before well this is that product the xr xlr8 percussion massage gun the big daddy is 360 $369 I know you're like, fuck that, but I'm telling you, this thing's going to change your life. And for some of you with very durable vaginas, you could really take yourself to pound town with this thing. I'm totally kidding. I don't know. Yeah, it might be true. I don't know. And then I think there's a smaller one too, shaped a bit differently. All right. So anyway, you click on that damn thing and and the smaller one is one ninety nine ninety nine. Like, here you go. These are the different um, things you can put on the end of it. And it kind of, where you're holding it and that disc there, or that ball, it, it goes forward like an inch. It's like a jackhammer. Oh, my God. So I'm specifically looking at this one. Some of these, um, what do you call it, uh, attachments, that might really hit you in the good spot. So this isn't a dildo 
but I think perhaps it might be able to be used as a dildo. I know this. If I get that thing, it won't be long before it's touching my penis. I might even hurt myself. All right. Now, in the coming days, I'm going to get video of this thing in action. Not on genitals. Don't worry about that. Uh, but just how it can actually massage you and make you feel better. So if you're interested, um, you can either look it up yourself or just keep watching the show and you'll eventually see how this thing works. But it is, I've actually, I swear to God, they had one of these things, this exact thing at Strider's. And um, I tried it out and I was like, my God, life-changing back pain. I mean, it just really, really uh, uh, pounds the hell out of you. Um, Amanda says a Theragun. That's another term for a product. Yeah, but that one will give you cancer. This one won't. Maureen says it's a vibrator. No, it's not. I'm telling you. Vibrators just kind of buzz. This thing will pulverize your muscles that are tight. Uh... Donko says competition for Amanda who sells dildos. No, she doesn't anymore. She was fired. They said there was a big meeting. All of the dildo saleswomen got together and they said, look, we can't take her anymore. Every time we're trying to sell something, she's like, ah, hey, it reminds me of this movie. Hey, watch this. So she was fired from dildo sales. Um, Ryan says out of the dildo business, the Amanda show continues. Oh, it's horrible. Kent says they make a toy attachment for those two. Brandis, who is easily the most athletic out of all of us. She says, I highly recommend a massage gun like the one I'm selling you on vouch, especially for those who work out great for sore muscles. She's absolutely right. Let me tell you something about Brandis. You know what she does? She'll spend like four hours like squatting thousands of pounds and whatever the fuck. And then she gets in an ice bath at like she fills it just to like make the muscles calm down. She gets in a bathtub full of ice like Titanic style Jack and Rose. I see her on Facebook doing it. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? E-Rock says that uh, the product that I'm talking about on the Vouch Store, the XLR8, his suggestion is it's more for the back door. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. That would be difficult. That would seem very painful to me. This sounds like something that they could do on Jackass. Ryan says, so Eric Zane, Big Fraud Zane, if you were to use this on your pussy, it's safe to say it would pulverize your vag meat. Um, well, if you're not careful. All right. So you know how like when you get like a, a cheap ass steak and you pound it with a tenderizing hammer, that's what I'm thinking it would look like. Amanda says, wow, that's mean. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Well, how you got fired from dildo sales? Isn't that what you told me? I thought you told me you got fired from being a dildo salesperson. Uh, Amy says, we never got the full story. You should call Amanda. No, 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 no. It's a team building exercise with your significant other, says E-Rock. Amanda says, I did not get fired. I walked away. Oh, I thought you said that uh, it was just you were pissing everybody off. You could have sworn that's what you said. She says, they are fucking everyone without lube. Oh, my mistake. All right. That's enough of that. Buy one of those. They're expensive as shit. Excuse me. You're going to pay $369 for the big kahuna and $199 for the little one. Damn it. Now I'm hiccuping. Oh, God. Okay. Excessively farting passenger reportedly causes American Airlines flight to turn around. What the fuck? Now, what's interesting is People Magazine now. Obviously a gigantic publication. People Magazine. People.com. What's interesting about this is that now whoever gathers the stories... They simply turn to Reddit and just take somebody's word as gospel. Now, this may be a true story, but the byline says, quote, we all breathed a sigh of relief when he was removed. A witness to the gassy passenger wrote on Reddit. Flight was delayed after the plane ran into unexpected farting. The January 14th incident was documented documented by a Texas-based Redditor. And he gives their Reddit name. Lama Galax wrote about the smelly situation. So whenever I see this, I'm like, first of all, how is it that that's your source? It was an American Airlines flight, supposedly, from Phoenix to Austin. American Airlines did not immediately respond to people's request for comment. I was seated near the row where this situation occurred. The passenger recalled in the subreddit Austin, like Austin, Texas. While the airplane was still at the gate, the person who wrote the post says they saw and heard an audibly disgruntled and maybe hungover man. He exclaimed, You thought that was rude. Well, how about this smell? And proceeded to fart. (laughs) I'm laughing because it, I I would want that to, I would want that to be true. I don't know if I'd want that to be there. I mean, I don't know if I'd want to be there to smell it because that's the type of thing that if it's bad enough, it's going to make me gag. And then just start convulsing but can you imagine if the guy actually did it yeah you thought that was rude how about this one 
and then just farts right in somebody's face. I mean, that's kind of like a superpower. I don't know what provoked that comment. And while kind of funny to overhear, it was uncalled for, especially coming from a grown man on an airplane. Nonetheless, the user continued. But the transgression didn't end there. The man who just purposefully farted moments ago decides to loudly and condescendingly say, yeah, everybody, let's just eat the smelliest food possible all at the same time, the poster wrote, seemingly referring to a scent unrelated to his own actions. So it's kind of like when somebody heats up something, a fucking tuna casserole or something in the microwave, like the NFK does that here, heat up the fucking tuna noodle. I'm like, God damn it. Fucking asshole. In response, a man in the next row reportedly said, if you don't like it, you can fly private. To which the guy who had who had farted once said, that's so fucking rude. Another passenger said, I think we'd all agree you're the rude one here. Spat continues. Fart guy says, that's just so low class. So the guy who said, yeah, here's a fart right in your face is saying eating smelly food is low class. All of this caused the plane, which had left the gate and had been moving toward the runway for takeoff to stop and return to the gate. At this point, the flight crew had to get involved. So basically they got to walk out and say who farted. We get back to the date, gate, date, damn it. First of all, when it comes to eating food, like guy who gets a meatball sub at Subway and then doesn't eat it in the terminal waiting to get on the plane, but waits there and then everybody's moving around and then he lowers his little seat thing and he eats it while everything's fucking going on in that tube. It's like, yeah, knock it off. If it were like a cold cut combo, maybe. So I kind of agree with the farting guy, but had he not farted in someone's face, allegedly, uh, he would have had a leg to stand on, but he already farted in someone's face. So fuck it. Flight attendant says to the guy who farted that, uh, he's off. They're going to throw him off. He simply says, I don't understand. And she tells him, uh, they'll talk about it off the plane. Um, Everybody was like, thank God American Airlines did that. So maybe this happened. He gets up, grabs his bag, and quietly leaves the plane. We all breathed a sigh of relief when he was removed. I think most people were on edge about what he may say or do next. He's like a shock jock. The trip was only delayed by 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah, I think that this might have happened. I actually believe this. But it's just remarkable to me that People Magazine just goes, all right, let's uh, get a story for people.com and go to Reddit. I mean, it's one thing if your local radio show does it every time they talk. (laughs) A similar, more severe incident occurred nearly two decades ago on another American flight. According to Wired, on that journey, a passenger reportedly lit matches mid-flight to mask a fart. (laughs) 
causing the pilots to make an emergency landing and the airline to ban the passenger. Um, you know, if you fart into that cushion like several times and try not to shift around, it'll store up your fart. When you get up, it's going to kind of poof it out into the plane. So there's that. Or, you know, you could save them up and not release them. And if someone pisses you off, kicks the seat, then you kind of let it go in the seat. These are all techniques that I've mastered over the years. When I used to work with uh, St. Gaslight, producer Joe, um, he would sit right next to me and then he would fart. And then I would go, I'd look at him and I'd be like, Joe. And he says, I don't care. It's, it's not healthy to hold in. It's like, well, it's not healthy like in the long term, but for this flight, it'll be okay. You're not going to die if you hold in your fart. Just hold it in. Maybe at the very um, least, get up and crop dust. At least it's moving. It won't be as concentrated if you're moving. Or go to the bathroom and do it in there, you fucking asshole. Son of a bitch. Kuypers says beer uh, farts are the worst to have on a plane. Ryan says, oh yeah, you let the fart go when nobody can claim it was you. That's the way you do it. Yeah, I mean, you can't just go, oh yeah, you think that's rude? Well, get a load of this and then fart right in somebody's fucking face. Aram says, I remember Eric had a closet at his old house where he would fart in and then trick Jackie into going in there and lock the door or something. Okay. I don't remember that, but that sounds right. I mean, I think I remember that, but it's all blurry to me, as you know. My God. Whenever I hear somebody say something that I don't quite recall and describe it because it's, and you describe it because it's stuck with you for whatever reason, either good, bad, or, or ugly. And you tell me what I said. It's like an out of body experience. Jesus. All right. So there's that. I have a, uh, I have a strong feeling that today's show is going to be remarkably short. Serves me right. Up all night, uh, half the night watching uh, uh, fucking, what was it called again? Gone Girl? American Nightmare. Uh, Thank you to Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. When it comes to getting insurance, it is not a lost cause if your boss doesn't offer it. Too often people do that. They think, oh boy, yeah, I have a job that doesn't offer insurance or I just got fired or I'm self-employed. I don't, what do I do? I guess I just don't have insurance. Um, no, no. Um, you can get like, if it's just a policy for you, you would be amazed at how inexpensive insurance is through healthcare.gov. And uh, the best part about this is you don't have to do anything. You just call Frank Fuss. 
the licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. Buyinsurancehere.com is his website. B-U-Y insurancehere.com. Frank will help you every step of the way of uh, through getting insurance through the marketplace. Healthcare.gov. Best part is it doesn't cost you a dime. Frank gets paid by the insurance companies. So do me this favor. If you, if I'm describing you right now, reach out to Frank and just have a chat with him. B-U-Y insurancehere.com. Frank will help you every step of the way. When it comes to getting your taxes done, tag accounting is who you want to call upon. Here you go. Tag accounting. 616-301-9516. Tag accounting can help you no matter where you are in the U.S. and uh, doing your taxes for you. So much easier to do it that uh, this way. You basically uh, send all your whatever, W-2s, your information through the online portal, and off you go. Stand by. Knock it off. And off you go. TagCPA.net for more information. Grand Rapids Gold are back in action again coming up on uh, Wednesday, February 7th. I want to see you there. GrandRapidsGold.com for tickets. That's GrandRapidsGold.com. $2 beers, $2 dogs coming up every Thursday or Friday. This is a Wednesday game, but they have a Thursday game right after that that I want to see you at. Of course, I am there for all of them doing PA work. Uh, GrandRapidsGold.com. So I mentioned this on the Patreon, probably the final word for quite some time on our beloved Detroit Lions. Let me just say, I enjoyed talking about them all year long. But one of the things I talked about yesterday on this show was like, yeah, uh, I sure hope they're back next year, but I don't know. I mean, there's a lot that could happen. And I, cause every time, you hear like super fan. They're like, oh man, next year they're going to be so good. They're going to crush it. And I'm like, well, fuck, maybe, maybe they won't. I don't know. Well, Dan Campbell, the coach said that same fucking thing. They described it as a sobering moment during the press conference after that game. And he said, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, uh, we had our, we had our, our chance and we didn't, we didn't get it done, and this might be it. You know, the average fan is always like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a long... Now, conventional wisdom would tell you that they are still on an uh, upward trajectory, still going to get better, um, but nothing is, uh, is etched in stone here. I mean, I don't know if, um, like I said, if they then follow up this year with a pile of shit year and then go back into the doldrums where they have been for a century. Oh my God. The people in Michigan are so starved for this team to do well that if they follow up this year with an absolute clunker, fuck, I cannot imagine. Uh, When it comes to the Super Bowl, uh, we are now one day post the... um, Two days, actually, post the loss. Wait a minute, after the loss. And uh, I have zero interest whatsoever in the Super Bowl. None. 
I'm so goddamn pissed off about the whole thing, frankly. The whole concept of you spend the first half and the halftime and even part of the second half like, oh, my God, we're doing it. We're going to go to the Super Bowl. And then the suddenness of it blowing up in our face and how quickly um, San Francisco came back was just a shock to the system. And they only won by a handful of points, but it might as well have been 100 points. It was that one-sided. It was one of the ugliest things, one of the worst collapses I've ever seen in sports. Uh, The only thing that surpasses it was when the Atlanta Falcons led uh, uh, the Patriots like by almost 30 points or some shit like that after the first half. (laughs) And Brady brings them all the way back. Can you imagine that one? That's even worse. That's a million times worse. You had the fucking thing won. Ugh, God damn it. I cannot imagine. Corey says Eminem sure looked mad. I didn't see him. Ben Glaze says that the Patriots led that one 28 to 3. Yeah, you probably learned that when you were on X's and Bros today with uh with doing your weather reports and your uh, and your weather and traffic with Ben Glaze. Which by the way, I had someone reach out to me um and said cuz I covered in an impromptu version of who are these X's and Bros. Um uh, Aaron writes easy Just currently listening to the Ben and Eric show from today. This has to be the third or fourth time uh, that Ben has talked weather to open the show. He's very obsessed with it. Is he scared to drive in Michigan? It is at the very least five months out of the year that we have to deal with this when driving. I vote to stop giving him a pass on this. He lives here. Super strange to me. Smash him the next time this comes up. Then then he writes, I do like the guy, by the way. Well, who doesn't like Ben? I know that. But, I mean, he's saying don't give him a pass anymore. The next time uh, that X's and Bros opens up. So, this is the way it is. Like, Basically, the uh, Lions lose. And then Anthony says, uh, oh, access to bros. Anthony Ben Glaze, uh, you reach the other guy, too. He doesn't have a microphone. And, uh, Gentlemen, how are we? And Ben will say, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, the uh, precipitation was 60% chance today, and I saw a little bit of fog. Yeah, I know, but uh, we want to talk about the Lions. Yeah, I know, but uh, humidity was at uh, 24% the day before. So uh, there was also a shelf cloud coming through, and the barometric uh, pressure was at uh, 56%. 
So Ben's weather and traffic. And uh, by the way, uh, traffic was light to moderate on the Beltline today, Anthony. A couple slick spots out there, and uh, you got to want to. It's kind of a slow go. Um, so that's just something you can look forward to. Ashley, our Ashley is in attendance. Hurricane Ashley is here. She says, uh, I had a sick dog. I've had a sick dog for days. ER last night. I am a zombie. Oh no. So sorry about that. Ben adds, it's going to be 51 next Thursday. Yeah, I want you to do that. The next time Anthony goes to you, he wants to talk about whatever. Like like it could be a, a gigantic story, like the lion's plane crashed and everybody's dead, and Ben's going to talk about what temperature it is. Who the, why, what the fuck? Who gives a shit about the weather? No one gives a fuck about the weather. The only time anybody gives a shit about the weather is if, like, you know... Uh, people are dying the second that, you know, they step outside. That's the only time anybody gives a shit about the weather. So I'm going to side with Aaron on this one and beat the shit out of you. The next time you decide to talk about the weather. That has to happen. Good morning, Ben. Uh, yeah, I had, uh, a good shit today. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. I see Ben sends a, uh, a link. Subject line. Was this Aram's wedding? Uh, Aram is already married to a lovely lady named uh, Aram's wife, Christy Kelly. I forget, and I'm pretty sure that uh, they're 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 vegans. I know Aaron Aram is is a vegan or a vegetarian. I I don't know which one, but from the New York Post, vegan bride uninvites all meat-eating family and friends from the wedding. Quote, we don't want to host murderers. I'm curious what Aram thinks about this. And if truth be told, I don't even remember why Aram eats a non-meat diet. I don't know if it's for health reasons or it's um, ethical. Maybe a mixture of both. Who knows? Story says, imagine being uninvited to a wedding, not because you forgot to RSVP, but because your diet includes meat. That's what happened to most of the guest lists of an all vegan wedding. Um, If someone invited me to an all vegan wedding and they said, look, you can't eat any meat. You can't be eating any. I would lie and say, well, you're, it's funny you mentioned that because I just stopped and I have seen the light 
And I, cause I want to go to that wedding. Can you imagine the fucking uptight shit show that that would be? You'd have to see it. I just want to go there to walk through it. That would be one for the ages because I love people watching. This is another story that somebody ripped off Reddit. I mean, the New York Post is, and People Magazine apparently get their stories from Reddit. And I didn't know that going in because I didn't pre-read the story, so it almost seems like I'm doing the same goddamn thing. But according to a recent thread posted to Reddit, the 20-year-old bride took to to a Facebook group, which they actually have screenshots for it, of that moment. Um, and says that uh, a Facebook group called Vegan Revolution to share how she had uninvited any meat-eating people to her wedding. She wrote, when quote-unquote family tries to guilt trip you and letting them come to your fully vegan wedding, even though they are omnivores. I think that means we eat meat, right? Or we eat anything? Now, the wedding was, I mean, she said, okay, look, I'm letting everybody know this is a fully vegan wedding. Now, I don't know if that means we're only serving vegan meals or you can't go unless you're a vegan. That would be a little bit too much. She wrote, just for some context, some family members were told they are not invited to my wedding because we don't want to host murderers at our wedding, which is supposed to be one of the happiest days of their lot of our lives. Uh, then she said, they have consistently attacked me and my partner just for being vegan. When I broke to new- the news to them, all I got was attacked because I don't want the weight of hosting people that still kill animals. The very beings we are trying to protect at my wedding on my conscience. Now look, it's nearly unavoidable to have your life zero influence by animals. So they're going to have to make sure that every stitch of clothing, every linen, everything is so that this is not, doesn't turn into a hypocritical moment. I mean, where do you draw the fucking line? She also wasn't going to allow guests to just eat vegan on the day. If they wanted to attend, they had to make, there you go. They had to make a lifelong pledge to cut all animal products from their lives. Well, that's what I would do. I would say, you know, you're so right. Thank God you showed me the light. I am now a vegan. I am only going to eat what you eat. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Um, And really kind of lean into it just to convince this stupid asshole um, that this is the right way to go. This is one of the uninvited guests, supposedly. This chick right here. Look at She's pissed. Bob writes, everybody that got uninvited needed to set up a giant barbecue event next to the wedding venue. Ashley writes, Smoky Bones caters. Tyler says, so if a wedding dress has one thread of anything from an animal that someone can throw red, then someone can throw red paint on her, right? Ashley says, I'd kill 
animals to avoid that wetting all day. Stevie says it's not cool to force your beliefs on others. Full stop. Well, she gives them a choice, though. Um, she says, I wouldn't feel comfortable if they just went back to eating meat the next day. I'm sorry that if, if that makes me rude or a bitch because I'm not compromising my ethics. She concluded her post. Naturally, the bride's post blew up and thousands of comments came rolling in. So instead of using the occasion to showcase how awesome vegan food can be without forcing anyone, you decide to blackmail your entire family and hold the wedding invites hostage. Yeah, that's pretty much what she's doing. A fellow vegan said there's a way to celebrate your marriage while remaining true to your lifestyle. Banning non-vegans is insane. Yeah, that's really starting your wedding off on a bad foot. My God. I mean, who gives a shit? Stay in your lane. You're, you're not eating like an omnivore, so that's really all you can control. I mean, you you can do this, yes, but I mean, everybody's going to hate you for the rest of your fucking life. Then another person pointed out more flaws in the bride's logic. Anyone who becomes vegetarian, vegan because they're forced to by other people are doing it for the wrong reasons and will probably become even bigger meat eaters once they realize what has happened. Oh, yeah. I mean... It wouldn't be out of the question to say, oh, yeah, I'm a vegan now. That's it. And then, uh, you know, you go after you make your pledge and then you say, all right, we're leaving. And then uh, you open up your car door and you have an actual cow that's like cut in half and you throw the back half like and, and like you throw it onto where they come out and everybody throws the flowers. You throw the cow's body out there or a bunch of fucking chicken carcasses, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Maybe baby sheep. That's what everybody loves. Lambs are adorable, but we eat them. Which, by the way, that's a that's a real bummer. Um, a lot of lambs, great. It's really really fantastic. But when you buy it from the butcher, you have to constantly remind yourself that this is not an adorable creature. Or veal, which is baby cow. I mean, that's fucking nuts. But absolutely incredible taste and flavor. But I understand. I really do. I mean, like, that would be like um, if our culture, if we did, like, eat dog, which I don't know why we don't, because there are places in the world that does. Um, if uh, we, like, ate puppy, you know? If, if we were in a society that had dog, and, but if you really wanted to spend the big bucks and really have a good meal, you're going to go for, uh, you know, uh, some grilled uh, pooch, grilled puppy. We'd never dream of that. It's, it's insane to even suggest it. God, I keep touching my nose. Everybody thinks that I'm doing coke. Uh, and this person wondered about how the bride function in society with her strict views. Can she stop in a store that has meat eaters? Can she shop in a store that has meat eaters? Now that's not the same because it's her wedding. 
Others also agreed that the bride was on the right track to losing everyone close to her. There's no way she's keeping any of her friends after this move, said one user. Meanwhile, others questioned just how many people would still be attending the wedding. Like, how many vegan people do you really know, someone asked. Yeah, all I know is Aram. I think there's only like a few dozen in the United States. How many vegans in the U.S.? Uh, The Vegetarianism in America study published by Vegetarian Times uh, showed that 3.2% of U.S. adults or 7.3 million people, that's not a lot, follow a vegetarian-based diet. Approximately 0.5% or 1 million of those are vegans who consume no animal products at all. Uh, yesterday, it just dawned on me, was a vegetarian day for EZ. I'm not a vegetarian, but lately I've been getting more strict with my diet. So I plot out, um, on a, uh, on a lean day, like yesterday, less than a thousand calories today, probably more like 1200, 1300 with the right percentage of protein. That's the first thing I'm concerned about, my protein. Because the goal is to get that number of calories with the right amount of protein. Because if I just have fucking, you know, lettuce and spinach and carbs, uh, I'm not getting the required amount of protein. So the day starts with uh, cream of wheat, which has ground flax seed, chia seed, Collagen powder, which comes from animal sources. It's hooves. It's literally, they take hooves from slaughtered cows and then pasteurize it and refine it and grind it up. And that's a good source of protein. And milk. Make the cream of wheat. Later on, the smoothie. I'm telling you, the Vitamix is the greatest thing fucking ever. Its ability to make smoothies is second to none. It's so much better than a regular blender because in a pinch, you could disassemble the Vitamix and take the motor and put it on a B-52 bomber and it would power the plane. Ice, another cup of milk, three tablespoons of yogurt, a cup of frozen berries, ground flax, chia, collagen, same thing that's in the uh, hot cereal to start the day, the cream of wheat. And then that all sounds, and then I add, I just added something new to it. Swear to God, a cup of spinach and a cup of kale. Now kale is, tastes like poison. It's shit. Anyone, like I was reading like a description of kale because I was getting the caloric intake and the uh, other micronutrients in it. It says kale, uh, nutty, leafy, cruciferous or whatever, nutty flavor. It's like, that's not a nutty flavor. That's a, that's, that's death. Kale sucks for the longest time. 
it was only used to put on your plate as a garnish. But someone figured out that it's one of these superfoods. Problem. It's nearly not edible. So I, I cut it up. I have like a, it's this device I got for Christmas, a salad spinner. You put it in there and you put water on it. You wash it and then you spin the fucking thing. All the water flies out of it. You take the kale, you put it in the Vitamix. So now I got all those ingredients plus kale and spinach and turn that fucking thing on. And lo and behold, you have, you cannot detect any kale in it. There's a slight odor of the kale, but it doesn't taste like it. It's fucking perfect. So now I'm getting all these amazing things to consume and I'm not like cheating myself, you know? Oh my God. That's what I've been doing. So that is uh, a vegetarian diet, but not vegan. So I'm going to try to do that for as many days as I can just to see how I do. Not because I don't like meat. Because I love meat. In fact, the chili. I still have these two fucking big things of chili in the fridge that I'm going to eat, I think. Believe me. I am a... Um, I would do ve- vegetarian things only for necessity. To keep myself from growing to a still even larger size. Chris in Buffalo is here. He's late. Uh, Bob says kale is gross. Only ever had one thing where it was good. There is no kale. That's good. Uh, Brandis likes kale. You think that's a good taste? God. Some person I don't know, Glizzy Gladiator 2099 says, is mixing proc Chlorperazine, Proclaporazine, and Xanax to get high safe? Or should I rethink my life choices? You should rethink your life choices. Ashley says, I was vegan for 15 years, then I got high and ate a steak burrito and never looked back. Uh,. See, Chris says they raise guinea pigs to eat in South America. Supposedly delicious. LOL. A lot of people here I don't recognize. Hang on a second. All right. Um, thank you to my friends at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Get into a mortgage today. Interest rates are dropping. Get pre-approved so you can shop for the home that you want to buy. This is the sponsor that works with you no matter what state you are listening to the show in. 231-332-6505. That is 231-332-6505. Call today and mention EZ. Joe Martinez. Uh, so happy that he decided to get on the Lions bandwagon. It was weird. After they lost, he wasn't busy saying, see, I told you so, which I expected. He has become a diehard Lions fan. So maybe Dan Campbell will let him on the train. 
616-516-8579. The way to go, I just heard from DTE Energy. Uh, They said, hey, we understand you're working with Joe Martinez from A&E. Your furnace tune-up is paid for. Uh, Reach out to Joe and you can find out about this. Mention EZ, 616-516-8579. That's 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Sometimes it goes where you might need a a new furnace. I just experienced that. That was a one-day job full of amazing news as Chris, uh, Chris the Mexican, one of his crew, smashed the work truck, then parked it in my driveway. Have you gotten that thing fixed yet, Joe? You need to get that fixed. 616-516-8579. I was just talking with radio voice Linda. She was telling me about how much um, uh, Joe is is like her favorite person now since he started rooting for the Lions. I'm glad that those two have hit it off. Great friends now. Partners for life, probably. Friends in a friendly way. Joe's married. Linda's on the prowl. Uh, Chris from Buffalo says, I just got the call from the vet that my dog is out of surgery from her cancerous tumor removal and is doing well. Oh, that's great news, buddy. Great, great news. That's a bad feeling when your pet is sick. If you were here, you could work at Bosco's to make up for the cost. God, Pet care. So expensive. That's an awful scenario to put someone in. Yeah, you can choose to, uh, you know, kill your dog or uh, pay us $20,000 to save its life. <laughs> oh, fuck. Come on. Anyway. Uh, Impact Power Sports. Uh, sponsor the studio, Impact Power Sports. MI.com is their website. Head over there, check out the fantastic selection of power sports gear and equipment for fun. Oh, my God. Whether it's uh, Yamaha golf carts, they are Michigan's newest dealer of Yamaha brand golf carts, or any of the awesome other fun things you can check out, ATVs, UTVs, motorcycles, you name it. They've got it at Impact Power Sports in Rockford, Michigan. Check out their website, impactpowersportsmi.com. Folks, the Patreon happens in moments. I'm excited about that as always, and you should be too. Chris writes, $2,500 later at the vet after a $1,200 root canal yesterday. Time to be a fry cook. He adds, maybe Alyssa Milano can start a GoFundMe for me. Yesterday's asshole of the day. Brought to you as always. By TC Paintball. Is it Vegan Bride? What else did I talk about on the show today? I barely remember. Um, the court clerk in the Murdoch case. Uh, the pastor with the cryptocurrency. The farting passenger. Uh, or Vegan Bride. I think I think I have a uh, an idea. Ryan says you talked about the Amanda show.
I am going to make it the asshole of the day today. The uh, crypto pastor has got to be uh, the idiot, not idiot of the day. The asshole of the day, idiot of the of the day was uh, fucking free beer and hot wings back in the day. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. All right. That's going to do it. I appreciate you folks so much. As always, you are the best. I uh, uh, so very grateful for you. I'll talk to you on Patreon. Till next time, have a good one, folks. Bye-bye.